Live from Sydney and Eden, the premier craft beer and female comedy hall in the whole Gloucester Road. We are Bang Bang Podcast, and I am your MC, Bang Bang Steve. And now, introducing your host with the most, the Paddy McGuinness of wrestling podcasts, Andrew Hall. Maybe they show rugby down there as well, during the Six Nations. Yeah, they do, yeah, they do. But that's just hand egg, isn't it? And legalised rough buggery, so nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Like the American hand egg. I stayed up and watched uh, the first hour of the Super Bowl the other night. Hello, everybody. Um, nothing happened, really, is it? It was like 3-0 when I went to bed. Nothing happened fucking at all, isn't it? Until the end, when Taylor Swift came down and, and checked me shoes. Well, yeah. That's about it. It's a piece of shit. I don't know why fucking... Nobody should like rugby, let alone fucking American f- football. No. It's wrong on every fucking level. And everybody out there in Twitter land, you're all cunts if you like it. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, how's it going? My, yeah, my name's Andy. This is Steve. This is uh, Bang Bang Podcast. If you listen to the show for the first time... You'd, I don't you'd, have, to... you'd, you'd have switched off by now, wouldn't it? And just thinking, you don't fucking sweary <laughs> bunch of cunts on a fucking podcast radio television, internet, bollocks. I had this uh, discussion with somebody last week about if somebody was listening to last week's show for the first time, where I spent a good five minutes of being interrogated about why I had such racist... Why, why were you... Why yeah, you were yeah, right-wing yeah. and yeah, why yeah. you were homophobic? Yeah, yeah. so if that was yeah, the first yeah. episode someone listened to, then, um, yeah, uh, they probably aren't listening to this one. <laughs> they probably never came back. Um, but hey, hope you're all well. Uh, yeah, we're into February now. January lasted... 473 days. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you watch... So, since the last time we we got together, a few interesting things happened in wrestling. We'll get to those in a minute. Let's get the the housework. Is that housework? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. (laughs) Let's get the housework done. And the housekeeping first. I'd like to thank, uh, obviously, Louis and Beth and all the guys at... Yeah, they're very very accommodating here. Also, if you like cans of um, quality... Um, ale and spirits and wines and you are a fan of hot sauces and marinades and rubs please go slightly up the road to Bottles and Books your purveyors of all tinned and bottled craft ales spirits and hot chilli sauces Um, they're doing a very nice peanut tong cocoa um, brew york just come in so I shall be up there tomorrow purchasing some for me and the beloved wife who is a big fan of peanut butter stouts um so yeah go to bottles and books um and if you're in the area please drop in to Sydney and Eden for a fresh pint tonight Andy will probably be drinking Hella's lager is his normal upgrade from Europiss that he used to drink it's not out of date bottles of Tisky um I I had a, it's my son's, my son's 19th birthday today, so we just had a birthday tea, so that's hence why I'm a little bit late, but we had all the kids apart from my middle daughter, honey, down there, so um, happy birthday, Eamon, um, I'm sure you won't be listening to this, but you did want a shout out, so you're getting a shout out, we had, uh, he's going to Korea soon, Okay. for a couple of months before he goes to university, so nice. work like a dog for... Um, a supermarket chain beginning with T. Yeah. Uh, not giving them a shout out. No, no. Every little fucking helps. Yeah. Um, 
but he saved up a load of money. He's going to Korea for two months before. So um, we had like bao buns and some sort of Asian inspired sort of party foods um, and the family round for a bit. And I had a new Bristol brewery um, salted caramel espresso martini stout um, just to come down here to carry on on tap. It's the bigger cinder toffee stout from New Bristol Brewery. 6.5% of loveliness. It's a bloody good pint. Yeah. Just remember that when we get to the next episode that Steve had a drink before we started recording this week. So uh, just bear that in mind for, uh, for next week. Um, I had pizza for tea from Iceland. We had pork pork, yeah. buns and, and tempura battered prawns and yeah. things like that. It was nice. We had uh, we we had some. Uh, went down to the Asian supermarket down down next to IKEA, but behind IKEA. Yeah. For because they do a big pack of the bow buns, um, and uh, ball aims and stuff um, to eat and drink. And I got like a couple of pastes. Their their pastes are really sort of um, good value for money, uh, and. Bought some fortune cookies just just for a laugh. And mine said, "I will be moving in to a new house, a, a lovely new house in the next year." Which, wow! Yeah, I know. Which which Jane was uh, beloved wife. Yeah. Trade, trademark. Yeah, yeah. Um, was very happy about it because apparently hers says she's coming into some money. So yeah, that's what we're going to be spending it on. We have to get some t-shirts made with the beloved wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I mean, that sounds very nice. Yeah, I'm a busy man, so I was uh, doing stuff with the kids and watching fucking atrocious wrestling, so I didn't have time to... So I said a pizza. I had to take the dog for a walk as well, so... Um, this thank- is what we mean by housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to dribble. Thank you to uh, Sean at Pig's Bladders for doing our artwork. Yeah, nice one, mate, as always. Thank you to uh, Black Lakes... Uh, they played some live gigs over the weekend. Did they? I, I, I hope they went well, lads. Yeah, the second album is uh, is coming out soon. So yeah, that's good. That. You, you can put a pre-order in. Um, I, I was uh, having a look at their Twitter yeah. X feed. Um, and got to be a bargain to get a vinyl for a tenner yeah. on pre-order. Yeah. Got to be, I'm going to put it in my order, so mm. I, I suggest you do the same. Yeah, what you do with it after you bought it is up to you. Yeah, 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 as long as the... Eat your dinner off it. As long as the chaps get some, some money. I Definitely. Shall, I shall put it lovingly under B. Yeah. And also to Flake. You think it's a black lace as well, Flake. Yeah, well, they'll, 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 be, they'll be going next to... Yeah. Black Flag in my... I suppose, uh, yeah. Black Grape as well? No, we don't have any Black Grape. Do you not have any Black Grape? No, no, no. First item is good. Um, I'm sure it was. The only interaction uh, I've had with uh, any of that ilk was Sean Ryder. Yeah. When we were playing in an all-dayer at uh, the Kilburn National Ballroom. Yeah. Uh, which included Birdland. I don't know if you remember Birdland back in the day. Not really. Beach Blonde Brothers from Coventry were yeah. a bit wanky. Um, uh, Black Grape um, were playing as well. Shaman. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was Happy Mondays rather than the okay, like, okay. great. But um, I had an ongoing battle with people from Birdland um, because we played with them a few times and they're cunts. Hello. Um, and I ended up, um, there's a, from the upstairs area where the band dressing rooms, you have to go down a sweeping flight of stairs yeah. to go out around the back and back onto the stage. Um, and one of them was on that, I headbutted one of Birdland. Okay. Down down a flight of stairs yeah um, and 
I'm going to Google Sean. Birdland now, look him up. Sean yeah. Ryder um, was walking up the stairs at the time, and when I walked down the stairs, he walked past and he just turned around and went, nice fucking headbutt, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've met, I think I've had a drink near Sean Ryder before. I've never actually spoken to him before. Um, other, other bands beginning with Black, Black Uhura? Um, I, I don't I should own some of their stuff but yeah. I don't own any of their stuff oh yeah they look like hunts <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking great reggae band Black Uhuru yeah, they look like hunts so yeah yeah right. they look like hunts that's why yeah um, and we also need to say a big congratulations to Cy Powell on becoming a granddad yes granddad Cy Powell granddad Cy um, well done well done you for having absolutely nothing to do with it Mm. And just uh, being a grandparent is the football equivalent of being Gary Lineker, isn't it? It's just a topo kid from two yards, isn't it? So, well, hopefully, I have to wait for quite a few years to find out before I. Uh... Well, th- th- anything else would be would be um, paedophilia, wouldn't it? So, it, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think there's none of that on there. Yeah, I'm hoping you wait till yeah. the requisite age. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I've got one. My oldest son is in a, a long-term relationship, living with his girlfriend, so um, yeah. I add, I serve. Um, so I guess we're, we're sort of entering the dodgy, yeah. could we be grandparents soon era, which is so wrong. We've got at a few granddads. At least I've got loads of other children who'd rather die than have children. Yeah. So that's good. We've got a few granddads in the show. Mag's the granddad. Um, well, he's old, isn't he? He is old. <laughs> I, I, I'd be worried. I'd be worried about the large haddock if he yeah. hadn't been a grandfather by now, and he's just yeah. knocking on a bit. So um, there must be a few other. Uh, Dan Griffin isn't one, but I reckon that's purely because he would have ate any live offspring. Possibly, by now, possibly. Um, yeah, with, with some pita bread. Yeah, um, but yeah, congratulations, Sai and, yeah. and the family. Well done, Sai Power. Well done. Well done. Uh, let me just check my list of, of other upcoming. I've got deaths right there. Who's died? Steve Wright died today, didn't he? Big shock. Yeah. Um, although I didn't like him. No, I, I wouldn't say I disliked him. Yeah. Um, I disliked the music that he had to play. It was all playlisted and that, so so we wouldn't have had a lot of chance. To be honest, if he was left to choose his own music, it'd have been a whole lot fucking worse. Like, I was gonna say, yeah, probably. Um, but as a character, um, as some of the things he did, um, and he pioneered that style of DJ. Yeah. So, um, and when when you saw him interviewed, he just came across as a really affable, good bloke. But he's part of our yeah. He's part of our our, our youth. Yeah. And even if you weren't a big fan of him, he was there in the background, and you knew of him. And because he was funny, because he was innovative, um, and you hadn't heard that style of. DJing before you accepted him, yeah. even if he was a right-wing Nazi, which I have no evidence to say he was, but I'm just no. making the point that if he was, you yeah. sort of accepted him because of all the other facets of himself. Apparently he was a, a really, really nice, um, really nice guy. And, and to hear Sarah Cox, she, yeah. was, she was, you could hear it in her voice that mm. she was, she was massively upset. <laughs> so it, it is a big, it's a big thing. Um, well, they were everywhere in the 80s. So you're, if you're up there, Steve, um, I, I, I take you for what you were, an innovator and a, and a really good bloke. So yeah. 
if that's the worst that anybody says about you, and I'm generally likely to be the one who says the worst about somebody, mm. then you're doing all right. Godspeed, sir. Yeah. He looks always as a bit like, you know, um, when... This comes up again a bit... Does it come up this week or next week? It's up next week, actually. In Taxi, when... Um, <laughs> yeah, no. But when... Um, it was Andy Kaufman used to dress up as... Uh, was it obviously called Tony Clifton? Yeah. That, that's who Steve Ryan looked like in real life. A bit harsh. <laughs> Sorry. And my man's not even cold in his grave. No. And By the time this comes out, you're always. So. And you, you heard it here, people. I'm normally the one that takes yeah. the piss out of him, but this week's bad taste host yeah. is Andy. Let's be fair, how many people would get that reference? It's fairly but small. Most, most, most of our audience, because they're, they're of that age. Yeah, they're all yeah. old, okay. aren't they? But they were the youngest person who actually has a passing interest in this is Steve O, and he's fucking deranged. Okay, yeah, he's, he's grown his hair out. It looks fantastic. Um, he's a big old muscly, beefy big fella in real life. Yeah, he likes his bodybuilding. Mm. Um, but on the downside to that, yeah, he won't have a penis. No, no, I can't. Um, I can't testify to whether he has or not. Um, what I was going to say earlier though was that when we were, when I was growing up, um, radio and DJs were like major celebrities, and obviously they present top of the pops. And now, they roll with TV. history looking back, they're yeah. all just major pedophiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but yeah, rest in peace, uh, Steve Wright. Uh, who else died? I, I must have put deaths for it. I put that I, I, in I, advance rather, of Steve Wright died. I'd rather celebrate the birth yeah. of, of my youngest son. Um, ice Train. Died, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, Not that anybody came, gave a fuck when he was alive, to be fair. No, but he was... He Even was, Mrs. Ice Train probably no, didn't give a fuck. He was, he was one of those hanging around the WCW in the, in the 90s. Apparently um, people that they... they oh, let's, yeah. try and, let's try and make some stars. Oh, 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 we can. I'm sure somebody else important died, but... Yeah, there's lots of people that are born and died every day. Yeah. Millions of thousands upon thousands of children in Gaza, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Which makes everything else pale into a significance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When really. the perpetrators of the genocide yeah. are, were on the other end of the wor- world's biggest genocide. So you thought they might have learned by their fucking lessons, but obviously fucking don't. Oh, we've got two of our people back. Yeah, that really justifies you killing 3,000 people today, cunts. Yeah. Um, and I'm not an anti-Semite. I'm no. anti-Israeli government. There's a, a whole fucking other world. I've got no fucking, no nothing bad to say against any person that I I met or know of the Jewish faith. Yeah. Your government, however, people are complete genocidal cunts. Yeah. Um. Did you? Uh... What have we made of wrestling in the last couple of weeks? Have you, have you watched any of it? The last time we were here was just after the uh, Royal Rumble, wasn't it? Yeah. And since then, we had the, uh, the thing on Raw where it was... Uh... Oh, mate, just throw there. <laughs> There's a chance it's coming. We've been interrupting a lot of podcasts for coming up piss. That's right, that's right. Uh, there was the thing on Raw, wasn't there? No, I sat down and Cody came out and said... Uh, um, Oh yes, I'm on the Royal Rumble, but uh, I'm not going to take my match at WrestleMania. I'm going to. I've spoken to another guy, and he's going to take the match. And the Rock come out, and there was a general kind of the, the most hated segment ever. I think the Rock's playing 
that bad guy superstar really well at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Interesting to see how this actually pans out because that's not all there is to it. No. So it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. Well, my main reaction after that was, again, it seems, at the time, it seems daft. But then it was like... But, but I think the days before that, there was more Vince stuff that come out in there again. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think there's a little bit more behind it. I think they might have gone this route anyway. Yeah, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if they'd have gone... But I, th- I, th- I think it's, it's not played out by a long stroke. No, no, because no. then the outcry over the weekend was, yeah. And then when we got to the, the big press conference thing well, it's last done, week. It's done, it's done the right thing, though, hasn't it? It's made, made oh, it looks the, great. Rock, the fucking most hated person on the planet. It looks great now, yeah. And he, he plays a good fucking heel, doesn't he? Yeah. All this smiley, lovely Moana-type fucking happy-go-lucky rock. It, it was never my favourite rock. no. And you can see, kind of, when they did the press conference thing, when they, uh, well, the first one, like, they were going to wrestle each other, weren't it? And then it went to, and Cody came out, and they had a few words, and you had that visual of the two of them stood together, Rock and Roman Reigns, like, on the same side. And that looked good, didn't it? And the whole thing about, you get that, there was a look on Roman's face when Rock kind of stood alongside Roman, and was, like, stood in front of Roman, that brief little look of Roman saying, like, you could sit on his face like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, kind of taking over. And then, like, the visual well, this afterwards... Is, this is where this will break down, isn't it? it yeah. It's like, sort of... It's good, this... I'm the head of the family, acknowledging me. Yeah. And Roman won't... Well, no, fuck you. But at the moment, you can see... And then they can do this... Build intentions. And, yeah. And, and it won't be... It, it's not played out by, by a fucking long... No. Long stroke. But they could do that... They could pull the trigger on that at WrestleMania, or they could wait till next year and do it then. And, but yeah, like you say, it's not. Uh, it's probably not played out. Are you sure that was just a piss? That was just a piss. <laughs> that was long enough to be a dunk, mate. <laughs> uh, but it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was good, and the press conference was all done well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right, that's enough about current wrestling for the time being. I so did actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch AEW. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. What did you watch? Um, I think it was a television program called yeah. Dynamite. Okay, right. Are you aware of its, yeah. its work? When was when was that then? It was when Sting jumped off a balcony needlessly. Okay. Putting a sixty-three-year-old gentleman's back, neck, head, and everything at risk. I've not been needlessly okay. again, um, just for a cheap pop, which basically. <laughs> Is the whole of ACW? ACW, AEW, yeah, yeah, is is just that for a cheap fucking pop. I've not been watching it, so it's bollocks. Okay, and and the fucking Nail's favourite dwarfs. Do you like their new gimmick? Eh? Do you like their new gimmick? They like the like the EVP and they're wearing suits and stuff, and they just look like cunts. They're just a different type of cunt. Well. Nobody wants them there. That's the thing. Nobody's... They're booing them anyway. Yeah. So, But they're not booing them because that's what they're doing and they're being real bad guys. That, that's, that's not why they're booing them. They're booing them because everybody is fed up with them. Yeah. Not because of what they're doing. No. And they've just shoehorned themselves into Sting's last match. Yeah. When they could... If they were going to have a fucking wrestling match with Sting in it a tag team match at Greensboro North Carolina mm. then 
Who would you have things last match? Just from where it was and the style of wrestling that historically, yeah, that they they like in Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, it's not two dwarfs being no, but, flippy, shitty okay. bollocks, is it? No, but it would be FTR. Okay, fine. Yeah, they they would they are the modern day equivalent of fucking Arn Anderson and fucking Tully Blanchard. Who the fuck more proper for them to go out? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming Sting's had a. I'm assuming he's had a say in this decision. I, I think he's probably at the point now where he's just been thinking, "I just want to fucking retire. I don't care." There was uh, another debate which came up this week, which was uh, who was better, Sting or the Undertaker? I think the Undertaker was better for longer. Okay. I think. At his peak, Sting was better than The Undertaker just for the way he carried the company. Yeah. But The Undertaker was better for longer, had more facets to him. Yeah. Um, the whole point of fucking Crow era Sting was that he said nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and TNA onwards Sting. Yeah. Pretty much bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, I... I stand with The Undertaker okay. because he was better for longer. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, yeah, that time sort of between him WCW finishing and that time he had in TNA was, yeah, it wasn't great, was it? I mean, the matches were, the matches were good, but there was a lot of other hokey shit he was involved in. in yeah, yeah, all sorts of bollocks. Joker's thing and things like that and... Yeah, I made him at Mafia Sting where he didn't have yeah. a face paint on that sort of thing and when he was Steve Borden. All horseshit. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, I stand with The Undertaker on that. Right? I don't care either way, to be honest. Yeah, well, you wouldn't, would you? You're not a fan of wrestling. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, less and less, actually, the more we do this podcast. Um, right, well, we're heading back to 1999 okay, this week. This is, this is one of the most... Apart from the, the when we do the latest pop the thing that's happened, yeah, this is probably yeah. the most up to date one we've done properly since. Uh, well, I think we've the it's not the most up to date. I think the most up to date thing we've done is two thousand and four, or maybe the two thousand and nine Royal Rumble. Have we've done a few time. NXTs as well, haven't we? Which, uh, but they don't really, don't really count, do they? We've done a few, yeah, but this is probably, well, we did 98 last week, didn't we? And we're coming, uh, look, check oh, yeah. us out, we're coming, we're not even in the 80s this week. No, well, we did 98 last week, yeah. 99 this week, and 2000 the week after. Yeah, check almost us like out, it. we're moving forward. It's almost like it's planned. We're plan. evolving. It's almost like it's planned. Oh, yeah, check out the Spotify playlist as well. We Last week we added... Len Len Barry Len Was it Len Barry? Len Len Barry Len Barry Len Barry Len Barry 1, 2, 3 Yeah, which is very good And the week before that we added Sylvester You make me feel mighty real Which is a fucking I'd listen listen back to the podcast I thought I was amazing Yeah yeah. Really amazing I I couldn't thought I would have given myself 11 out of 10 I'd given you about a solid 3 The uh, Surprisingly Listening back yeah. To Sylvester. Yeah. I, I put in a bid on a 12 inch of um, Mighty Real yeah. on, on eBay at the moment. Finishes on 
Thursday. Yeah. Um, but I'm winning bid at the moment at £9.99. Yeah. Um, I'm not telling you what my top bid is because the person who might want to go might be listening. There, might be listening and think he's topped out there. Yeah. I haven't topped out there by a fucking long <laughs> way. <laughs> I was uh, uh, bidding on a, uh, a bullseye that in 1982 they brought out uh, Bullseye, the game. But so in recent years, there's been different iterations like Bullseye, the board game, that sort of thing with cards and things like that, and like little miniature boards. This was a proper actual dartboard. Yeah. With the, the categories on. And, and red, the red, stay out of the red. And yeah, yeah, on the other side, yeah. Yeah, I was bidding on it and I forgot. I was bidding oh, on it. the other way around, made it stay out of the red. And, and I got a... Out of the black and into the red. I got a notification, yeah, there was a minute to go. In a bed. There was a minute to go on the bidding. I was at the bar. Uh, and I You've bid... to the last minute. I know, I bid like 20 seconds, I bid. The highest bid. And then got outbid like with two seconds to go, which is what happens, isn't it? Gussing. You just, you just, in the last 20 seconds, if it's going... <sighs> yeah. Uh, you just add a few quid to your... It was about 40, about 40 quid though. That's up to you, isn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah. Your money, mate. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a dildo who's fucking bidding on in the first place. Uh, surprisingly, the top 10 from 1999 wasn't great. So I've gone back to uh, the date of this pay-per-view, 21st of February, but in yeah. 1974. Now, how old were you in 1974? Like I was nine. So you might, you might have been into some of this stuff as a kid. That's what you're hoping, isn't it? Well, we'll find out, won't we? Shall yeah, we find out? Every week is a fruitless search. <laughs> I don't like popular music. Well, you're on a loser before you even fucking start. I have some good impressions anyway. That's what I've So, right. Number 39, actually, is uh, a song called It's You by Freddie Starr. I didn't realise Freddie Starr he had a, a musical career. He was a singer, straight off, wasn't he, in the 60s? Yeah. Liverpool. He's never come to Tony. Yeah, he's always been a cunt. Yeah, he's dead, so yeah, we can say that. Um, I listened to that back, he's got quite a reedy, like a weedy voice, uh, Freddie Starr. He was an Elvis impersonator. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, when he used to, he used to like, come up in the Teddy Boy gear, didn't he, like, when he was doing his stand-up. And, and El- he used to do Hitler in Wellington Boots. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was most of the comedians that come through the 70s and the 80s. And, and then he used to do his speeding up and slowing down singing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I remember that, yeah. Uh, Stan Boardman used to do the Nazi stuff as well, didn't he? Yeah, because they bombed his chippy, apparently. Oh, fuck's sake. Number 38 is Stan Boardman. No, it's not Stan Boardman. <laughs> <laughs> Number 38 is uh, Billy Don't Be a Hero by Paper Lace. We're, we're, we're not going to be just counting down from 30. No, we're not. No, no, you're right. Good, Correct. Good. 36, uh, Radar Love by Golden Earring. Awful. Don't like that? No. Nope. Um, this one. Now, this one, you might have watched this program as a kid in the 70s. 35 is Galloping Home by the London String Chorus. Chor- I don't know what. Which is the theme from Black Beauty. Did you watch Black Beauty? No. I, I had to look up what Black Beauty I, I used to watch that as a kid. I Black thought BC. I was going to like some of these. You might do. We're, 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 this is the, the lower reaches of the uh, the, the far Don't reaches of the chat. Please, Black Beauty was about program about a horse, wasn't it? Well done. But as was, was the, Folly Foot. Yeah. As was fucking other things with horse. Mr. Ed. Yeah. Uh, Thirty-two. How come? But Ronnie Lane. A bit of Ronnie Lane. I don't. I don't like that one. No. Uh, 31, friend of the show, Leo Sayer, the show must go on. Oh. Uh, 
28, Mike Kukachu. Alvin Stardust. No, didn't like him either. No. 24 is a good song. You might not like it, but it's, it's a fucking good song. The Love I Lost by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. That, that is, The Love I Lost, yeah. 1974, yeah. was officially yeah. the earliest noted disco record. Okay. It's great, isn't it? Uh, no. You like it? I like it. It's good. No, but I, I know it's, it's okay. historical significance. That is the first disco record. 22 uh, Teenage Laments by Alice Cooper. <laughs> Not his best. No. Uh, 19 Living for the City by Stevie Wonder. Great song. At, uh, 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 you're not going to be able to top that in either of these top tens. We will be going out to this episode by that with Living okay. in the City. Okay. He played drums on that as well. Did he? Not bad for Blanco. Um, 17 Dance with the Devil, Cozy Powell. Didn't like that. It's one of my favourite karaoke songs. He died. Um, yeah. He died. He died. He died. He did. Yeah. 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 He crashed into Leslie Crowder apparently. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of people Edge Cutler died well, obviously he died around here because he's I mean everyone knows who Edge Cutler is but he died didn't he do, do, do this lot is this ignoramus lot no yeah they know Edge Cutler is Edge Cutler and the Wurzels yeah. you know, they weren't just the Wurzels it wasn't just Pete Budd no it didn't start with I've got a brand new Combine Harvester which strangely enough fucking Melanie yeah the original um, I've got a, a brand new pair of roller skates she died last week Did or she? the week before in yeah. Bristol or no, not no. in Bristol, but she died recently, and that's where they got fucking... I didn't realise that was already got it. I thought that was an original no. composition. Fucking like, I am a cider drinker, Zuna Palooza. Oh, yeah, I know that, yeah. yeah. So they just that's appropriated... Let's start with Jonathan King. We, 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 went, we yeah. went far back as the 60s for Adge Cutler in the Wurzels, mm. where Drink Up the Cider was actually an original. Yeah. But you got things like Chitlin, yeah. Up the Clump. Pill. Pill, the pill, uh, the pill boat moon song. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't tell I tell you. Yeah, don't tell I tell you. <laughs> I just, just the words it was on. Properly, the yeah. Hatch Cutler and the words was, you could probably pick up some of his LPs in charity shops for under a pound. This is going to be the longest episode ever because at the end of it, I'm just going to upload the greatest sense of the words. It's going to be a three no, hour long episode. Um, 16, Teenage Dream by Mark Bolan. No, I might. Um, my old, I see his old guitarist Lee, um, massive T Rex fan. Yeah. Um, I don't really get him. I no. don't really like him. Okay. Um, I was more uh, a sweet um, wizard Slade fan. Okay. Rather than Mark Bolan, I just thought I I just didn't really get him. Uh, number fifteen, you're sixteen by Ringo Starr. Ah, the second, the second best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, um, fourteen. Never, never gonna give you up by Barry White. Mm. The Walrus, the Walrus of Love. Uh, Eleven, Teenage Rampage by The Sweet. Great song. Is it better than Stevie Wonder. No. No. Um, number ten, Love's Theme by Love Unlimited Walk. So Barry White was involved with them, wasn't he? Was that Barry White? It's his back in order. Okay, well, yeah. So not really, but nine. All of My Life by Diana Ross. Nope. She, need, she needs to eat a fucking pie, dude. The Air That I Breathe by The Hollies. That's reminds me of fucking Liverpool. They're not, they're from Manchester. Are they? Are they? <laughs> they did what they did to Throw Across America, didn't they? No, that's Jerry and the Pacemaker. Ah! 
You fucking idiot. Sorry, this still reminds me of Liverpool though, so... Not that there's anything wrong with Liverpool, apart from the football team. Apart from skanksters in general. Well, I like blue skanksters, not red ones. All skanksters? No. We'll go on skanksters. Hey, fucking, hey, fucking, fucking, hey. Brookside was good. Did you, did you like Brookside? Fucking, fucking, hey. Fucking, hey. Did you like um no I didn't Brookside, no? No, none of it. Fucking, Fucking shit. Um, seven solitaire by Andy Williams. No, actually we've missed one eight. No, we haven't that was that was the eight. Solitaire's the only game in town. I quite like Andy Williams' his voice. I just put that out there. Uh Cars and Girls? Yeah. What the strike force? <laughs> no, that was girls and cars. That was the music to watch. Watch girls and cars was strike force. Who sang that? Um But I got that. I've got that on seven inch CBS record. So I own an Andy Williams record. Oh, did you don't don't did you fucking? We got some last guys to listen to the show, mate. Ah, mum! Ah, fucking mum! This is my point, it's all the sketches who are listening. Number six, Rebel Rebel. I want you pudding! Yeah, you came up today with the old track. I knew that was granddad from Fred, but it looked like a really old Larry David, so that's why I put that on there. Yeah, number six, Rebel Rebel. DB. Yep. Mr. Jones. Number five, more Bowie. Uh, the Man Who Sold the World by Lulu. Yeah, awful version of a great song. Uh, number four, The Wombles. Wombling, wombling song. The first one, yeah. It just takes me back to Bernie Cribbins. Uh, Jealous Mind by another Alvin Stardust. Two Alvin Stardust in the charts. Jealous Mind, not great. It's not, it's not as good as my Cougar Chew, no, is it's it? Not a, no, it's not a good. Number two, Tiger Feet by Mud. Mud, comedy, comedy Ted band. And number one, on this day, not in this day, on the 21st of February, 1974, Devil Gate Drive by Susie Coltrane. Interesting fact. Okay. You know I would make sit for. Yes. Um, for years. So for those of you who don't know, go to um, Spotify and look up Mega City 4, great band. Yeah. Um, took them out on tour with us back in 1988 and made lifelong friends um, with all of them. Uh, but currently, tour managing and doing the live sound for Susie Quattro around, around Europe and then she plays some fucking football stadium of mine. Yeah. So she's still massively popular out in yeah. in Europe is Jerry from Meg City 4, the bass player. Okay. Um, and I think he's probably just about to head back out on tour with Susie Quattro. So yeah, yeah he tour manages Susie Quattro. Oh, right. So... He, she was in um, some some of the pictures he shows of like because he's 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 at the back of the auditorium or right? they yeah. see the big big yeah. sort of venues or football stadiums mm. just fucking amazing it's just she was in happy days wasn't she that the Trusky era yeah. yeah 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 but yeah she's still very popular in in Europe um and sells out fucking huge venues still yeah and by all accounts puts on a fucking cracking show yeah um but. She does clamp down on Jerry when he's on. Um, Drugs. He he, yeah. he brings he brings football analogies to um, okay. Susie Quattro's posts on Facebook. Yeah. Um, 
And and she looked, Jerry, why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He sort of tempered himself down and just went, I'll stop doing that. So I keep nudging. Do you reckon he could get her on the show? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure she would have. She's from Detroit, isn't she? Yeah, so we could so, talk about um, the road and where How much I dislike them? They're, they're, they're not from. Are they not from Detroit? Not from Detroit. We can talk about them anyway. They're from Chicago. Who's from Detroit then? Uh, and them themselves. Um, yeah. are from Minnesota so okay so that's a good point yeah Detroit um, Detroit Michigan actually Steiners okay yeah. Um, yeah but also Detroit wrestler I think the the original Shake okay as well well yeah I mean it, it could so, happen we well, um, yeah. maybe I should maybe I should push for yeah for Susie Quattro to help out with a wrestling podcast. Barbara Dixon said she'd come on the show at one point, but she'd never got back to me. Well, so, there you go. Um, she's actually probably just listened to the podcast and she's just like... Barbara Dixon? Yeah. Robin Asquith referred to it. Can you see that? I know you, you sent some. And yeah, then, so yeah. what, did, what did he reply? If I, I said to Pig Spider that I knew that Robin Asquith was a big uh, fan of Japanese wrestling. And uh, so Pig Spider asked him once where is it true you're a fan of uh, Japanese wrestling and uh, luchadores? And he said, no, I'm not, no. Aww. And I said, well, it was Windsor Davis. And he, <laughs> he didn't reply for that. And that's the end of the uh, communication, so. There you go. But, you know. <laughs> it didn't take him long to figure out the <laughs> I watched a bit of Confessions of a Driving Instructor the other day because I was, I was making reference to Small something on it. Um, and it's quite, um, there's a lot of fucking in that film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Linda, Linda Bellingham, isn't it? From the Oxo adverts. Um, right, so uh, wrestling then. Um, oh, finally. So we're after 1999. Now, we cover some WCW, NWA on this show. We've kind of always stayed in and around that 90s, early, so early 90s, late 80s, or mid to early 80s period. I purposely kind of stayed away from doing pre, sort of pre-NWO WCW stuff because I haven't watched it and I've read so much about it and stuff over the years. I'm I've just, kind of, I'm just, just... Um, I'm going to follow Steve on Twitter if... Uh, yeah, if you, if you want to do that because I'm just on Twitter at the moment mm. and um, discerning minds do need to know because you never answered my question. Well, that, yeah, yeah. You didn't. So, so why? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got 38 minutes into the podcast, so... I worry next week, because next week a certain wrestler crops up again. And we talked about it in the previous two weeks. We should spark debates. So, uh, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that next week. So, so next week, Dan, and, and your inquiring minds and wrestling fans everywhere, yeah. we will get the definitive answer to yeah. the question of why... Andy is right wing yeah. and homophobic. homophobic. Yeah. We yeah. will get that. I, as an investigative reporter, I'm quite dogged with these sort of things. I tried really hard last week, or this week, last week. Last week. Last week. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to get the truth out of him. And, and it will probably be the last um, Bang Bang podcast because we can't have right wing homophobes no. cluttering up our fucking airwaves. Um, I'm depressed enough I haven't watched this pay-per-view without going down that fucking road again. But we're off to 1999 for WCW Super Brawl. Um, I gave Steve a list. There was a lot of Super Brawls around this time. 
and I gave Steve the option to pick which one we cover, and you chose this one. I did. Any any particular reason? Because I thought it might fuck you off. But he's right. And it did. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if anyone wants to... Uh, I mean, there are other podcasts which have covered this era in more depth. UTC podcasts have done a lot of this era. Uh, so, and Rob knows a lot about... Because they, they're... they're, they're boring detail pigs aren't they well they do know Rob knows I had to clarify a few things to Rob on this uh, hey Rob if you're listening um, probably won't be now after I called well, it uh, you called it worse than the show before pigs, so don't really. worry um, so uh, yeah um, so there's other podcasts where you'll get a more in-depth run through of because you, um, were you I'm, watching no. actually there's a, you'll get a more in-depth run through of everything yeah, yeah yeah even the charts you'll get probably were you watching WCW at this time uh, no, because it wasn't on... It was on, like... Uh, I'm sure we get it on, like, German yeah, sex channels, couldn't you? Yeah, that, that, that was, it wasn't around. But this, this pay-per-view yeah. had the tagline, He who will wins the belt yeah. has the power. Yeah. Because it was basically a straight fight between WCW Flair yeah. and NWO Hollywood Hogan. Mm. Right, so we've One got... there many disappointing pieces of shit. So let's run through what, what's been going on in WCW at this point, only for the past few months, not the entire history. Um, they finished 98 with Goldberg losing the world title and losing his streak via Scott Hall and, uh, and a cattle prod. Yeah, the, um, the stung gun ladder match. The stu- well, yeah, that was... So the, 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 st- the same... So Kevin Nash, obviously, was then world champion. He was part of the booking committee at this point. And by the time we get to this pay-per-view, he is in full, in full charge of the book. Bischoff's still in charge of things in general. Um, but according to a lot of sources, he was beginning to look for a kind of way out in other sources of employment. Uh, after Starcade, so the big, one of the big turning points in the Attitude Era, um, sort of happened after Starcade, So they had a scheduled rematch on Nitro between Nash and Goldberg, which they sold thousands of fans, a massive attendance for it on TV, the big kind of promotive rematch. Um, that rematch never happened because Goldberg got arrested for aggravating, aggregated stalking of uh, Miss Elizabeth. Uh, mm. But Kevin Nash said, because Kevin Nash in storyline was because the Wolfpack were kind of Faces like a face branch of the NWO. It was all it was NWO black and white, NWO Wolfpack, NWO Elite. It was so convoluted at that point. Nobody knew who was in what. But Nash was kind of playing the. He didn't realize that Scott Hall had tasered Goldberg. He was kind of playing playing innocent. And when Goldberg was getting arrested for aggravated stalking of Miss Elizabeth, Nash surmised that he thought that it was Hulk Hogan was behind it. Now, Hogan had not been on TV for months, um, but he turned up on Nitro and said, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was... Really do need to do something with your eyebrows. <laughs> but, so, Nash turns Hogan to a match. They had a match for the title, and there was when we had the, uh, the Finger Book of Doom, mm. uh, which was the same night as Shivani give away that, um, Mick Foley was going to win the world title on Raw and thousands of people. The turning point in yeah. the whole Monday Night Wars, if you believe. So, well, but no, but I think a lot of people, well, the, the viewing figures showed that people turned over 
to Raw after he'd said that. That combined with the thousands of people who paid money to see a rematch and then got to see the finger poke of doom rather than Goldberg versus Kevin Nash in the main event. Yeah. It was kind of not, you know, not great PR and in general. Yeah, but they thought they were, they were, they were the originators of the wrestling bubble, really, weren't they? They, they were so far up their own asses, they thought yeah. they could do nothing wrong. Yeah. Now, the previous pay-per-view to this was sold out, which led to, uh, which had a match of Ric Flair and David Flair versus Kurt Hennig and Barry Windham. And Goldberg beating Scott Hall in that stun gun ladder match. Uh, but Steve's taking his clothes off now. So the, uh, the, uh, we're off to uh, Oakland, California for Super Bowl 9, which is based on the 21st of February. Now, this got the third highest buy rate of pay-per-view in the company's history. Okay, I only, I only get you to watch the most high-quality <laughs> pay-per-view. And this was the last good buy rate the company ever had. It still did less than the... The week before this was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which is where Big Show turned up. Mm. And it still did less than that. But this was a, a, an impressive buy rate at the time. I'm start off the pay-per-view with a mysterious young lady in a hotel room talking to us. Yeah, Tori uh, Wilson. It turned out to be Tori Wilson. Uh, but she's uh, talking to us in a hotel room with what looks like a, a nightstick on the bed. Actually, it's, it was the cattle prod, but I didn't realise that until we got to the end. Um... <laughs> And she's very excited to receive a gift of tickets to Super Bowl, which, again, that's unrealistic, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, we get the intro then, which is, like, the, the rotating with all the people on it. Which is, I've uh, got Ric Flair, Luger, Hogan, Goldberg, Nash. And for some reason, Dusty Rose was on there as well. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Dusty was yeah. on there. But uh, Dusty was on there as well. And they, they, they mentioned that we're getting Bam Bam versus Goldberg and Hogan versus Flair as the big matches tonight. So it's Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan and Mike Tenay on commentary. By this point, Heenan was kind of checked out mentally. And I think Tony Schiavone was depressed in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Mike Tenay was Mike... I, don't, I always like Mike Tenay. It just it reminds me of TNA, Mike Tenay. But um, uh, they, they talk about the finals of the World Tag Team Titles Tournament. Uh, uh, they talked through that which uh, the, the tag titles were vacated by Rick Steiner and Kenny Chaos remember Kenny Chaos um, I don't I never heard <laughs> Kenny Chaos uh, but the tournament was a double elimination tournament so you had to lose twice to be eliminated from the from the tournament so um, the first round Barry Windham and Kurt Hennig beat Benoit and Malenko. So they went through to the final and defeated. But Benoit and Malenko won all the rest of the matches. And they won the, the place in the final by knocking out the, the, the hot team of Barry Adams and Horace Hogan, who were uh, representing the end of Barry. Barry Adams. Brian Adams. Did I say Barry Adams? <laughs> Brian Adams, Barry Adams and Horace Hogan. Right. Uh, so basically, we go into it. We've got a double elimination tournament. Yeah. And the double elimination is two falls... To your best, basically best out of yeah. uh, three falls. So, because of their, uh, it was always a maintenance claim for Malenko yeah. and Benoit anyway, wouldn't it? Um, but our match came well, because they, they, they were talk both about it. And, and the other one was, um, the other team were too big for Chris Benoit to murder. 
Yeah, yeah. But that matches in a bit. They just talk about it. But they, off with. Yeah. So basically, the premise is it was they'd already had a loss to them anyway, so they would have had to have win two straight falls in a row. Yeah. To become the world heavyweight champion, yeah. tag team champions, and Windermann, Mister Perfect, yeah. would only have to win yeah. one. Yeah. What do you reckon will happen? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I reckon Maybe they might win one, time. at least, and then we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, they have to win twice, basically. Uh, but we don't get our match yet, for some reason. We start off Mean Jeans flogging the hotline, and then we get Disco Inferno coming out. Now, he's the newest member of the Wolfpack. Excitingly. Yeah, I never got him at all. No, no. Never got him at all. But he was involved in screwing Goldberg at uh, Starcade. I think he was, he was kind of hanging around, and then they eventually accepted oh, him flunky for, into the group. For those cunts, um, Then Booker comes out. Booker's... Booker. Almost. So we're at, what, like, probably six months away from him being in the main title picture and being... Um, yeah, he's far too good for fucking Disco Inferno. But uh, to be fair, Disco Inferno gets a lot of offense in the match and gets to look like uh, more of a threat rather than just a joke character. Um, but, but at this point, they, uh, I think they've been told they couldn't curse or swear or anything like that on the... They had to be careful with the language they were yeah. using. So um, Booker does an axe kick and then... Instead, he then says, oh yeah, he got a right axe kicking and instead of saying axe kicking, kept using axe kicks as well. And Shivani was getting more and more kind of frustrated with Bobby Heenan. There was some good selling in that match, I yeah. think, from Booker T. Um, he, did, he did a good... Um, there's no way that fucking Disco Inferno would have made a, a normal human um, do a complete somersault from, from a clothes Yeah, point. no, that was good. Um, so he did sell really well for him, um, but it didn't look believable because of who he was against. So sort of, to me, from a psychological point of view, needless bumps. Yeah. Because there's no way that Disco Inferno could have done that to fucking El Torito, let alone fucking... Yeah, it just seemed weird that he was getting a, a reasonable push at this time. Disco Inferno. Because he couldn't wrestle. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah but just, guess who his best mate was? Oh, yeah, that might be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, Possibly, just yeah. He might have been getting that push because of his best mate was getting yeah. matched. There is a chance, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Right, here you go. Yeah. Um, we. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the match isn't even started. Uh, but the match isn't finished, and they're getting more shit from Heathen on commentary. Um, but, yeah, Booker wins with uh, his uh, axe kick. Uh, and then the uh, Harlem Hangover. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He's on to bigger and better things. Yeah, it was, yeah. And then quite randomly then, as that match finishes, Jericho's WWE music kicks in. Strange, yeah. <laughs> bizarre that, isn't it? I it's not really that. Yeah, so whatever the generic WCW music yeah. disappeared as soon as they acquired the rights and then yeah. it was, it was his WWF Break the Walls Down music, strangely enough, that wasn't Part of it was uh, basically he beat. Or well, there was a stipulation in a match where um, the loser had to wear a dress. Yeah. And that was Perry Saturn. Um, but also, for some reason, Ralphus had to wear a dress. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. and Ralphus didn't look good in a dress, whereas fair play to Perry Saturn. Oh, you look fucking brilliant, didn't he? He, he, he? he pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. But he. Um... 
I don't know why Ralphus was wearing. He had like a sort of pink sort of cardigan thing on, didn't he as well, Ralphus? Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Just... But Ralphus was what he was. He was when Jericho, just when he was like in his little feud with Goldberg, he decided to get like security to follow him out. Ralphus. And the rest of them left, and Ralphus kind of stuck around and became like a. And apparently, he was he's on a really fairly big contract by the end. Yeah, yeah. Ralphus uh, for not really doing much. Um. But that was just part of Jericho's character, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because when he moved across, he had like, um, we had the Fink, didn't he, for a while? It was like, he was like one of his uh, disciples and the Fink was following him around for a little bit. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Paris Sutton, he'd only been in for, I think about a year he'd been in WCW after moving from ECW. And whenever I've seen Paris Sutton pre-WWF, it's fucking amazing. And he carried off the... Part of the Eliminators. Yeah. With John Cronus in ECW. He was... Before that, he was in, like, sort of Little Indies, ICC... IWCCW. Um, with, with people like... Um, Mongo. Um, who... Oh, I can't remember his last name, but it was... Um, who, who turned up briefly in WWF as um, Damien Demento. Yeah. He was in with, with those sort of people as Iron Horse Perry Saturn. Okay. Um, and then he turned up in ECW as one half of the Eliminators. I mean, it's strange how, like, we'll, we'll get to next week when we see the, the Radicals turn up in WWF. Um, but he, probably out of all of them, you'd think he had the more traditional look of a of a WWF superstar out of Benoit, Malenko and Eddie. But the fact was they were all about five foot eight, five foot nine. But he wasn't that tall, was he? I mean, yeah, but that's, that's build wise, he was Yeah, they were all built. Yeah. They were all athletic, but they were all short. Yeah. So it, but it, yeah. But he flies around as well, like but he was yeah. doing that in the eliminators, wasn't he? Um but he looks amazing and the whole gimmick with him wearing a dress and he's got like makeup on as well and he looks like a slightly sort of unhinged kind of loner sort of character. Uh, it's great. But um, this match doesn't go very long, does it? It's, no. I get the crooked ref as well. Jack had the ref in his pocket. Yeah. Uh, Ralph gets a dress stripped off and he's got like blue, big blue pants on, which look quite good. Um, and the uh, we get the finish with... Uh, Saturn hits his finishing move and instead of pinning Jericho he does it to the ref as well and just walks off yeah. and says life's a drag into the character and yeah he's quite happy to continue wearing the uh, continue wearing the dress and he says at the end oh, the old saying the longer you wear a dress the longer you like it mm. which is the old uh, the old saying which uh, yeah, he's just made yeah. up on the spot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, let me get Ray and Conan and some bloke discussing the upcoming match backstage and then we get a, a bit of Scott Steiner Lots of like promos and stuff and just random stuff like yeah, yeah. thrown together. Uh, and they show that uh, a, a video of the, the, of Kimberly getting thrown out of a car uh, at some point. Um, but the uh, the next match is Chavo Guerrero versus Billy Kidman or just Kidman at this point. Yeah, Kidman. Um, just not long out of the flock. Yeah. Got a bit of a push because it was high flying and ticks. Um, Gained the Cruiserweight Championship at the time where uh, that 
with the the influx of the high flying luchador stuff, mainly from ECW, but they started getting other people in from from CMLL as well and AAA. Um, led to quite a quite a, a integral part of why WCW was big at that point because they did have they did have technically the better actual wrestling didn't they with all those people yeah. and and the abort they didn't ever get it right in never got cruiserweight light heavyweight anything right really in in WWF did they they did it properly in WCW um, and Billy Kidman was one of their good good cruiserweight champions but they had other people going for uh, Dean Malenko yeah as a, yeah, I've got Ray as well. Ray, Psychosis, yeah. Juventud Guerrera, all good cruiserweight champions. Um, and this was this was a, a Chavo was decent. He was never going to be top line anything. Um, he was cruiserweight champion in um, WWF, but um, only after his Chavo Classic. Yeah, yeah. So he, he didn't even do as well as his fucking uncle. Yeah. Somewhat holding that boy back, weren't there? Bless him. Well, this few popped up again in WWE like, three or four years after. Um, but I mean, obviously, I mean, Kidman was a year after this when he had that little sort of feud with Hulk Hogan and stuff. And that yeah. was like near the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Hogan was like, put, apparently he's like trying to put him over and stuff like that, which was bollocks. Um, but yeah, I mean, a solid match. Just shooting star presses always looks amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kidman wins. Bobby Heenan says that Chavo's never been the same since he lost his horse. Can you tell that was the, the hobby horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we see a promo then for Goldberg versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, and then we get, now we get to the tag team match. So it's a fucking dream tag team, isn't it, really? Kurt Hennigan, uh, yeah, yeah, Barry yeah, Windham. me and you, yeah, yeah, it is really, yeah. Um, never really meant anything though, did it? It was because everything no. in WCW at that time was so transient, yeah. They, 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 was, they would have been split up like two and a half minutes later. Well, Kurt had come back in '97 and turned up as a horseman and turned on Flair immediately and joined well, the NWO. He didn't turn up as a horseman, not straight away, no, no, no. but no, he didn't really. He was in like, like, he teased yeah, times yeah. a horseman like Jeff Jarrett did, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. And he sort of was offered, he was offered um, Arn's spot yeah. and then immediately turned on Yeah, that. yeah. And then um, had a while I injured and then turned up uh, at Starcade to help Bischoff beat Flair in his match. Um, and then Barry Windham returned. He'd been a blackjack at yeah. Oh, he was he in the Rumble? Stalker he was in the Rumble, was in 99. I don't think so. But he, yeah, he was a blackjack. Uh, but he's back now with blonde hair and a fucking wife beater and some trousers and uh, yeah. looks a business. Um, but yeah, and then obviously Milenko in Benoit, a horseman at this point. They were, yeah. Uh, and the commentary talk about how there, there was a, I think when Flair became president in storyline, they were like, oh, we're going to make a big push to put the tag team division back at the forefront of uh, WCW which obviously lasted for five minutes yeah about a month or so uh, but yeah I mean the match you can tell I mean he's a four of the best probably of, of yeah you know, yeah from, from pure wrestling point of view 
you couldn't have got anybody better in that ring. But you could tell like, Benoit had like an extra gear to go up. I mean, Milenko's good, solid, steady. But when Benoit sort of upped the pace, he had that kind of extra level to be more fast and aggressive and kind of... Yeah, obviously, yeah. the other two guys are in their 40s by that point, aren't they? Yeah. And Milenko looked 40. Even when he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was that some extra in Benoit, which eventually, obviously, came out. You know, and I mean, I'm not talking about being a murderer. I mean, you know, being a, being a, having something special as a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had a different gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's, it's good, in, solid. In speed, in yeah. technical knowledge, yeah. in intensity. Yeah. Just add another gear. Yeah, he could turn it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, good, solid, good, solid match. I mean, we always know that the team that needs to win two is going to at least win one, aren't they? Because we're going to get yeah, the, yeah. we're going to get the final match. Yeah, you can have you can have. Like uh, and the way they did it was pretty, uh, you know. It was good. They they in and out. It was basically it was basically Malenko versus Wyndham. Yeah. And it was Mister Perfect versus Chris Benoit. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really do anything else other than that, did they? And, no, and they no. managed um, to have some really good spots. Um, they all did pretty much sort of their manoeuvres in, in, in the match. Um, and first fall or was a submission in Texas Cloverleaf, Dean Malenko on, on Barry Windham. Yeah. And yeah. it was quite quickly after that. It didn't go on too much longer. No. Where no. Barry Windham managed to... Um, choke out Dean Malenko and man- with his belt and managed yeah. to hide that from the referee yeah um, it was quite clever how they did it because obviously Wyndham had tapped out so they both went to the uh, Kurt Henning and started beating him up and in that time Wyndham gets the belt off so then when Malenko goes back to Wyndham he's got the belt ready yeah it just wraps around his neck and chokes him out yeah it's, like, it's a shit because you're missing out on another but yeah, you probably so don't want if you had another 20 minute match you would have fuck you and this paper would have gone on for, it went on too long anyway so you got a good 25 minutes out of the two matches um, but yeah going forwards I can't imagine they had a long run as oh, they didn't have a long run as champions no, um, yeah so next after that we have the outsiders Hall and Nash with Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth yeah. Up against Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr., where the stipulation was if Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr. won, that Miss Elizabeth would have her hair cut. Can anybody really think that she'd have her hair shaved? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. What well, they teased on commentary because they said that Luger wasn't going to wrestle. So they teased Shivani, was like, we well, never know who's going to turn up, you know, WCW, expect the unexpected. Don't know who Kevin Nash's surprise partner is going to be. Could be anybody. Could be anybody who's ever come from his. We've seen people walk out here before with NWO shirts on. Could be anybody. So stay tuned, you know. It's uh, going to be a big surprise. Scott <laughs> It's fucking Scott Hall. It's like, oh, it's his taxi partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it wasn't a surprise <sighs> at all. Um, I always, when we covered TNA a few, a few weeks ago, or last year, when we did that... Um, match with Hall and Nash and Jarrett. I always forget how fucking enormous they are, aren't they? Yeah, they're... When you see them together, they're enormous. They're six, nine and seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, And obviously, we're going against two smaller guys anyway. Uh, But he's got my legs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, Hall looked like in too bad shape considering. No, yeah, he's all right. He was just about to fly off the rails properly. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what do you expect? They dominate the match. And we get a few. I mean, the finish is apparently Ray knocks out Nash with his knee as he's doing a, his seat. He's got his a knee brace yeah. on, apparently. And yeah. They, they picked up on that quite um, yeah. well because it was obviously a fuck-up. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, and Shivani and... Um, Heenan actually covered that well. Yeah, showing, yeah. Showing that when push comes to shove, they could actually be professional. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so it, it looks like Ray's going to pin Nash after knocking him out with his, uh, with his knee. Well, who comes in and gives him the outsider's edge. Oh, is, that, is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, the outsider's, outsider's edge, edge yeah. Uh, and then puts Nash on top. Nash's not a good actor, is he? No. <laughs> He's playing dead, like... In the ring with a big fucking smile on his face. Yeah. Um, and then he, uh, yeah, he pins Ray. So Ray has to... Has to unmask. And he treated it with the gravitas and the respect that deserved, I think. Well, yeah, yeah <laughs> Nash had it on his head. Yeah. And, like, fucking, I mean, they're cut, basically, is it any wonder the fucking company went bust? Yeah, they just took the piss out of it. Um, <laughs> it was a good job that... that um, I guess they went through that filthy animals phase, didn't they? Yeah. Without a mask. And it was good that when he went to the WWF that he was made to put his mask back on. Yeah. Because he just looked like a bald, balding child. He like a little boy, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, the storyline going in was when the, the two factions of the NWO came back together, they made the... Because they were in the LWO, they made the LWO split up and then that's how they ended up with Ray and Conan feuding. Because I mean, Conan was originally in NWO. It was in the LWO, but then when they kicked Ray out, Conan stayed with Ray, stood up for Ray. So that's why we got this, this classic match. But when the, <laughs> I mean, give me Juno. I mean, he's come out as a fucking. He's made a big fucking joke of the Vince stuff, hasn't he? Uh, Kevin Nash on his podcast, like selling t-shirts. For, yeah. um, but when um, Ray takes the mask off, and Nash looks at him, he's like, <laughs> put it back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, did this help anyone? No. No, 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 no. It probably... no one it made... Uh, it, it made a really pivotal mo- moment in a luchador's life seem really trivial and, yeah. and really just took the piss out of it. Yeah. When you lose a mask in, in Mexico, yeah. it's a massive thing. Yeah. Um, and it just trivialised his heritage, it trivialised... Trivialising Mexican wrestling in in general, I felt because it just made light of something that has real gravitas. Yeah. In in the world of wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just. I mean, all that we all we sacrifice yeah. all that for the visual of Kevin Nash with the mask on the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a laugh. Yeah. And we get the fucking this another thing that angered me watching this. Just get the Wolfpack music over and over and over again. Next match, literally, the Wolfpack music's playing for them winning, and it stops. And the Wolfpack music comes on again then for Scott Steiner. Yeah, it just shows how corrupt all the booking was. It? <laughs> Coming right, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, he's fairly juiced up by this point, isn't he? Oh, he's roided out. <laughs> yeah. Banana, yeah. isn't he? Well, he joined the NWO at Super Bowl last year, uh, and... Uh, he kind of he got off into Hogan's branch of the NWO, uh, and then DDP is only I think two in, in April of this year he wins the world title for the first time. 
Which you wouldn't have thought by this much, would you? Because it's, a, I mean, it's, it's a decent, I mean, Buff Bagwell comes out immediately, which kind of takes the edge off things. Yeah, it? yeah, because he's a cunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Steiner dominates um, where DDP fights back, but Bagwell removes a turnbuckle cover, which comes into play later on. Yeah. Steiner can still do a Frankensteiner at this point, which you is... You can just before his back... Quite impressive. It, which, which, the bigger he was, the, the more impressive it looked. Yeah. Um, just because he'd get off the ground. But yeah. no, nowhere near his, his athletic best. Yeah. Um, roided out of his nut. Yeah. Um, DDP goes to a diamond cutter, but Steiner pushes it into the turnbuckle. He bangs the hell on it, and then we get the Steiner recliner. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a bit lame, wasn't it? Just a fucking camel clutch. Yeah, we're beating Southampton one 0 hmm? We're beating Southampton one 0 Good, well done, City. Um, just for people in Vietnam that are listening. To yeah, the show. yeah, yeah. We're beating the Scummers one 0 Um, the people in Portsmouth will be cheering at this point. Yeah, they, they haven't lost in twenty five games. Like, I mean, long way to go. Yeah, so let's not get too yeah, excited. Yeah, um, yeah, and Steiner wins, and, and DDP gets stretched out. So he looks like Which he's he dead. Yeah, he doesn't need to get stretched. Not really, no. Again, he's mates with... Uh, <laughs> uh, we see Mark Madden then. Very small hands, Mark Madden. Don't know, I didn't dwell on his hands. No, no, no. I saw I noticed was his very small hands. Yeah. And he's talking to Bam yeah. Bam. Do, do, you, do you think... Were you, were you concentrating on his small hands, him needing two hands to pull you off? What, Mark Madden? Yeah, was that your dream? It, w- it wasn't a dream. I mean... It, was a, well, it, it happened in reality, did it? No, it was the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, there's nothing wrong with that, is there, really? Get, we're getting somewhere near to the fact that um, the, um, the answer to the question is there anything is wrong why... with being pulled off by another man? There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I was going to say. I was, I, was, I was wondering why you were fixating on it. Okay, so, I just so, noticed... so the homophobic thing, to answer your question, Dan, was wrongly, as it turns out, because there's nothing wrong with it, to cover his own homosexuality. This, uh, um, which I think his wife needs to know about. Um, if I was going to be pulled off by a man, it wouldn't be Mark Madden. Uh, <laughs> which makes you dreaming about it all the more wrong. He's talking to Batman Bigger. Actually, don't want to be pulled off by Batman? No, probably not, no. Yeah, no. no. The, the fact that he's now... Uh, I'm contemplating it now, yeah. Fantasising about being pulled off by several wrestlers and hosts of the show and people trying to shamelessly flog merchandise like yeah. Mark Madden was um, and all he's worried about is the size of their hands um, we get the Wolfpack music again, <laughs> again now for uh, Scott Hall again almost got the answer to that question though Dan didn't we for Scott Hall out again to wrestle again I mean you want him to wrestle twice don't you Scott Hall oh obviously especially oh. when he's wrestling Roddy Pike. <laughs> who's can barely move at this point. Yeah. He'd be Bret Hart for the US title. I, I think he'd had his hip replacement yeah. by this yeah. point. Scott Hall's got Disco Inferno with him. Nice to see. Again. Piper won the title from Bret when Flair made him defend the title when he claimed to be injured. Now, Will Sasso was involved with this. Yes. Was, yes, <laughs> he is. From, um, from Mad TV. Yeah, Everybody knows who Will Sasso is. N- nobody outside of America does. No. It's not... No, even then, I don't think... But from the internet, maybe people know who Will Sasso is. Um, Basically, he looked like an overweight Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Um, But he's lost a lot of weight these days. And I'm pleased to report Mm. he's doing absolutely spot-on Jesse the Body Ventura impersonation. 
if you go onto YouTube and put in Will Sasso, Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Um, I don't even live here. I live in Baja. Um, okay. Um, Piper won the US title in 1981, I think as well, and he won it again in... Yes, he won it in a fucking dog collar chain match against fucking yeah, well, Greg the Hammer Valentine, which is one of the fucking bloodiest yeah. classic matches you'll ever... And that would have been on um, star, first Starcade, yeah, a yeah. flair for the gold, if yeah. you go back to there, with Gordon Sloan... We covered that. ...pissed up fucking yeah. commentary. Um... And his little pinky ring. Yeah. Um, so that was a far cry from this match, wasn't there? It was. It was the polar opposite to this match with a drunk man and a barely um, walking man yeah. trying to have a wrestling match. Well, you've got... It didn't um, really go very well. Flair has got half a, a flair. Piper has got half a hip and Hall's yeah, got half a liver. Yeah, he'd had so. a full hemiarthroplasty by that time. Yeah. Um... For those of you who don't know what hemiarthroplasty is, it's a complete hip replacement. Okay. Right. You have, if you've got a broken hip, yeah. it all depends. It's a the grand answer, sir. Yeah, yeah. If, it all depends where in the hip is broken. Normally, yeah. you have a hemiarthroplasty because you've had a broken neck of femur. Now, the okay. neck of femur yeah. is the ball that fits into the hip joint. Mm-hmm. Fractured enough. Yeah, neck of femur. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, if it's right up on the neck of femur, then you basically just chop the top of the yeah. the neck of femur off and bolt in a steel one, which means at the time, all depends how damaged your acetabulum is and around the hip um, as to how much um, you replace of that where it all clicks into. So if yeah. you have to replace all of that, and the neck of femur, that's what they call a hemiarthroplasty mm-hmm. or a full hip replacement. If it's further down the hip, um, then you might have a dynamic hip screw, which yeah. fixes um, your original neck of femur back onto your um, femur uh, with a hip screw that flexes enough for you to have normal range of movement. Yeah. If it's even farther down the femur, but up in the top third of the femur, all you do is have an intermedullary nail and you stick a massive fucking steel pin into one bit, you get the top of it and then stick the two together, yeah. bit of glue, sew everything up. Okay. So you leave the entire hip alone. Yeah. So he you shouldn't had, be resting though. He had yeah. the first one. Yeah. Um, and yes, you're right, he shouldn't be <laughs> fucking resting on it. <laughs> and to be sure he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, which is handy. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of eye rakes and scratches and punches and sleepers and disco interferes. Yeah, Kevin, Nash, disco as well, isn't it? Kevin Nash comes out and it takes three people to beat him in the end. Yeah, yeah. And he gets puts his feet on the ropes and basically holds him down, <laughs> holds him down for three seconds. Uh, and yeah, they're not one to dwell on, really. But he's in the piss afterwards, Piper. This, again, a lot of this looks like it's just fucking no one knew what was going on. Yeah, he stands yeah, yeah, there, and, but, and Piper likes to know what's going on because he likes to be in yeah. control of it all, and he wasn't in control of that at all, was he? So no. Uh, he was livid. So he holds on to the belt for a while until he gets surrounded, and they end up snatching it off him, and they go to beat him up, and he just runs away. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, scene, the other yeah. main event uh, of the two is Goldberg on his run. Yeah. Who was next? It was Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. And it was his, to be fair, it was his biggest test um, what? so far. Obviously, after losing the 
After losing the title, yeah, this is like his, his way his, back his up. Back. So biggest test before he he went back for it again. Um, but as you're aware of Bam Bam Bigelow's history, he never was really a top guy, so there was no real danger no. of of Goldberg losing. It was longish though for a Goldberg match. Yeah, which they needed him to do um, more longer matches. So, uh, but it was still only just over fucking ten minutes. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he won the title back in July on Nitro. In the Georgia, though, there was 40,000 people there for a TV. Yeah, because, because right, the land, and they, they didn't sell that out, the Georgia, though, they gave away a load of fucking concessions. Okay. Uh, and he held the belt, obviously, until Starcade, and he lost it. And then he never won it back. That shocked me when I noticed. He's more, uh, a more time WWE yeah, yeah. champion than yeah. he was. Uh, the I couldn't believe it. He, he built him. And made him. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Yeah, well, doesn't surprise me. And actually, I'm not a big, I fucking hate Goldberg, to be honest, but watching him, I'm not watching much of his stuff like when he was younger and in WCW. I mean, I mean, the main issue was he couldn't take a bump or put on a good match, really, but for knocking people around, he looked impressive, you know? Um, and only 10 people in history have beaten Goldberg. How many of those do you reckon you can name? Well, Kevin Nash. Ten people in history beat Goldberg. Kevin Nash. The Undertaker. Yes. Max Mini. <laughs> no, no, no. The little bloke in the comeback, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't beat him. I'm going to say... No. No? Okay. I don't think Hulk Hogan beat him, did he? No. No. Most of them are modern day WWE. Bork Laser. Yeah. How many is that? Three? Yeah. Uh, Triple H. Yep. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no way Triple H wasn't going to beat him. Yeah. Um, who else is. Up there, um, what a pink name. God, I'm struggling. There are a lot of people that are around now. John Cena. No. Who's champion at the moment? I'd be able to push to say that at the moment. Well, really. He's champion, he's champion, he's champion for four years. Uh, so Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, yeah. Crown Jewel. Yeah. Yeah. It's five. So come on, I'm, I'm bored now. Bobby Lashley. Lashley? Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre. McIntyre being as well. Um, I forgot now. Braun Strowman. Yeah. There's two more. Who are the other two? Um, Tiffany Stratton yeah and Hornswoggle um, I think Bret Hart beat him well, that's not I, f- I forgot about that current. I forgot about that Bret Hart beat him um, but he paid for that he did pay for that yeah uh, who have we missed we have missed so we've done Kevin Nash, we've done Kevin Nash, we've done Bret Hart, we've done 
Uh, Booker T beat him in WCW. Right. And Scott Steiner beat him in WCW. So I was lying to you, wasn't I, basically? Yes, you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I forgot the Braun Strowman being. Yeah, well, let's get this done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's report now. Um, and I want another drink. Not much of a match, and Cobra wins. Yes. Right, fucking... The main event. The main event. <sighs> so the whole... The, the main crux of this feud came from um, the Bischoff-Flair feud, which went on for a while. So Flair got a legitimate lawsuit from WCW in 98 for not showing up at the show. And he was off TV for months and then came back and cut that promo on Bischoff in every strips down in the ring and was like, fire me, fire me, you know, you can't fire me, that sort of thing. So that feud went on and on. It went through Starcade, we had the match where Bischoff won um, when Kurt Henning came back and interfered. Next night on Nitro, Flair again stripped down to his pants, took all his clothes off, said, listen, Bischoff, we'll have one more match and if you beat me, you can have everything, all the, you can have my house, my car, the family, the order. This is where he starts, when he's just in his pants, yeah, 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 yeah. fucking yeah. elbow drop in his yeah. pocket, basically. Yeah, um, but he says to if I beat you, I want to be president of the company, so they have that And match. at that point, you yeah. knew he was losing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Flair takes over as uh, president of the company. They have another match where it's Flair and, it's David Flair and Bischoff. And Bischoff gets his head shaved. So Bischoff sort of acting is Flair's lackey. Well, he wanted to go grey, didn't he? So yeah, yeah. It helped him do that. Um, but then Hogan came back. Hogan gets involved in that sort of thing. And then they have uh, the match it sold out, which is the Flair, David Flair and Ric Flair against Kurt and Barry, which mm-hmm. ends with, I think quite famously, where they handcuff Flair to the ropes, Ric Flair, and then they whipped David Flair. Hogan whipped him. I think Flair said before he, he ever did it, basically, Hogan. I whipped David Flair quite excessively uh, in the ring. Um, and then that kind of led to where we are with this match. But the Nitro before, a Nitro, they're trying to do more sort of set piece things to sort of echo what was going on in Raw, like yeah. off screen stuff. So they had a scene where they picked um, Rick Flair up at the airport, Bischoff as a chauffeur, Rick Flair and three of his friends to drive him to the arena. And Bischoff was the driver and he drove him to a dark alley. And these uh, masked assailants uh, told Flair's friends to leave. And then they beat up Rick Flair in the middle of the, in, in, a, in the forest somewhere uh, on the way to the arena and left him there. Uh, but at this time, the WCW commentators were told to act like they didn't, they didn't see what was going on outside the arena. So they show Flair getting picked up by Cletus from the Simpsons pretty much and driven to the arena. And then he turns up at the arena like with his shirt ripped and like stumbling through with like an axe hammer. And the, the commentator's like, oh, is he, is he drunk? <laughs> what's going on? Like, they, they, they've got no idea what's, what's going on. And Flair comes down, he gets beaten up. The, the horsemen come down, they all get beaten up. They get tasered. But at this point, we start seeing these vignettes of Tori Wilson. We don't know who she is yet. Yeah. But she's talking to a mystery person. So we don't know who the mystery person is she's talking to. You see the person like handing her stuff and giving her stuff and that. Yeah. And then at the end of that nitro, the mystery person turns up in the arena and Scott Hall gives him the cattle prod and says, look, I've shown you how to use it now. 
you know, make sure you use it wisely. Um, so then we get this match, which is... They've had a lot of matches, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think any of them have been and much this one was one of them. This is not one was one of them. I mean, they both bleed. I mean, find Flair... Hogan's 46 at this point. Flair's 50. Um, Flair, again, Hogan... Flair, Flair bleeds. And, and Hogan bleeds literally, as well. Literally um, straight away. And it's like, it's about 10 minutes, and it's not... Not much. Is no, it, really? it is pointless fucking... No um, and we end up with interference. So uh, the, the mysterious woman comes down, obviously, who is Tori Wilson. Strange enough. Um, she comes down to win the fair. No, Buffer doing the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't, didn't um, Bill Hulk Hogan as the master of the leg drop of doom? No, 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 no. Because he's not. Uh, he's wisely kept the master of thing that he yeah. always did he used with anybody else. Yeah. Um, out of Hulk Hogan's entrance, so... We, uh... Yeah, the mysterious lady comes down. Flair's... She comes up and gets up on the ringside. Flair's obviously initial reaction is to start wiggling his junk towards her and trying to slap, but she slaps him. Um, we end up with little Nate getting squashed. Yeah. Hogan gives him a leg drop as well. Then a masked assailant is quite clearly David Flair comes down yeah, in a balaclava. Well. Yeah. And it's a guy in the coat goes... What are you doing, David? <laughs> uh, he comes to the ring and um, cattle prods Ric Flair. Yeah. Leading to Hogan to get the win. And then the mysterious... Because the eye holes are too big. So you can see... He's wearing a balaclava. Yeah, you can see... You can it see it's fucking David Flair. Because um, they're like, oh, I recognise that walk. Is it... Uh, is this one of the NWO? <laughs> so now it's, 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 it's David Flair. Uh, and then he unmasked. And they're like, oh my God, it's... Uh, yeah, Stay with Flair. Big foot. So, uh, the, apart from the first four yeah. of Malenko, Benoit versus Hennig and Wyndham, yeah. the longest match was 11 minutes and 54 seconds. Yeah. That one went 20 minutes. That was the longest match, I think, which is, which is just in AEW. Mm. You, you've got fucking Chuck Taylor versus fucking Ricky Stark going 55 yeah. minutes, let alone a fucking real match. With I'm, not even gonna, I'm not going to get into that clip which was posted with the, with the hand grenade thing. It, it's, um, but I don't know, they don't really care why people give a fuck. It's like an independent show, isn't it? Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares, but right? It's, it's just... But the indignation about it, it's like, it's fucking... But it's... But, it's, it's, it's you've got to... Yeah, well, you're, you, you're just showing yourself up for the fucking... We haven't got time for this episode to get into this. Small-minded prick that you fucking are. It is just insulting to wrestling in general. We just spoke about a bloke coming down in the balaclava with a cattle prod and zapping Ric Flair in the, in the back of it. That part of a storyline, at least. Yeah. So, what, and, and... But this was, it was like a house show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just... Somebody giving, and it wasn't even a hand grenade. It was somebody giving, it was fucking Chuck Taylor giving Tommaso Ciampa, shame on you, Tommaso, <laughs> a fucking. I can remember when he used to be the drop. When he was Muhammad Hassan's lawyer. Yeah. Everybody did a fucking somersault as though they'd been fucking. Yeah. It was a house show, wasn't it? It was, it was. But it's bollocks. Yeah, okay, yeah, it is bollocks. It's it is bollocks. bollocks. It is bollocks. And if you're, oh, would you, you shouldn't be so fucked. 
then these people are just cunts as well. You just like shit wrestling. If you're, if you're saying don't worry about it, you're not a wrestling fan. You're a cunt. Well, I don't know what, I don't know what the... We're almost finished anyway, so... We can start the next episode. Just and it, oh, just leave it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm already suspending my disbelief for normal fucking wrestling. Yeah. But just to see fucking garbage just as a little in-joke for a few people in a fucking tiny little ship, a fucking place no bigger than the where we're recording in, yeah. as a little in-joke for everybody. Yeah. Everybody in that entire building, that night, at that point, yeah. like that, is just a cunt. Right. Did you enjoy this pay-per-view? No. No. No, <laughs> did I really? But, I mean, it was interesting in some ways. I'm not even enjoying this fucking podcast, let alone well, the fucking show. Well, we'll be back next week. With uh, two thousand, some, some at least proper wrestling. Well, when nobody makes much of a cunt of themselves. Got Viscera versus Mike Henry. But there's a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> May Young get squashed. They, they, they last no. about three minutes. Out okay. Of the, whole, the two shit matches in this, this fucking take up three minutes of your time. Fine. Not the entire pay per view. What are we going to finish with? We're going to be finishing with Living in City by. The Blind Wonder, Stevie yeah. Wonder. The Blind Wonder, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Right. And we'll be back next week with... Uh... The answer to the question, why is Andy right-wing and homophobic? <laughs> and we'll have WWE, WWF, No Way Out 2000. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody. Including no, a good main event. Talk, you've talk, he's just talked one over me, which, if, basically, Andy was in that fucking PWG bollocks yeah. thing. He'd have been laughing along in on the in joke like everybody else, and it, and I'd have been calling him a cunt like I'm calling anybody the 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 only person I'm not calling a cunt at the moment is Grandad Powell. Yeah. Cheers. Right. See you next week. Yeah. Bollocks. Take care. All the best. Bye.
Feet are fine and pretty 